6. Welcome to the weekend or this is Ben Cullen with your Sports Fix update. In European rugby, La Rochelle have reached their first Champions Cup final. They managed to grind down four-time winners Leinster in an impressive 32-23 semi-final victory. Aldrit and Skelton scored tries in the final 15 minutes as head coach Ronan Nagara got one over on his old provincial rivals. La Rochelle will face Toulouse in an all-French Twickenham final on the 22nd of May. The final will see the top 14's top two meet as Toulouse seek to become the first side to win the competition five times, while La Rochelle are out for a first European trophy in their cabinet. Lewis Hamilton produced a masterclass at the Portuguese Grand Prix last weekend. The Mercedes driver is closing in on 100 Grand Prix victories. This one in Portugal was his 97th. Some victories are of course more special than others, and this was undoubtedly one of those special ones. In all three races, Hamilton and Verstappen have fought wheel to wheel, but this was perhaps the most definitive statement the reigning champion has yet made. He dropped to third in the early laps, but was in lead by lap 20, and once Hamilton was there, the fight for the win was over. He just drove an immaculate race, team boss Toto Wolff said. On to snooker now, and Mark Selby has claimed his fourth World Championship title. He won with an 18-15 victory over Sean Murphy at a sold-out Crucible Theatre. Selby, who led 14-11 prior to the final session, is now three Crucible crowns off Stephen Hendry's record of seven. Runs of 66-68 and a superb 120 help him break Murphy's resistance in a high-quality encounter. Selby, who's 37, collects £500,000 in prize money. That's about 5 million Hong Kong dollars. And moves up to second in the world behind Judd Trump. Following his loss, Murphy thanked the fans. Life has been difficult for everybody over the last 12 months, but I want to say a very deep and personal thank you for every one of you who bought a ticket over the last 17 days. Sport is nothing without fans. I couldn't agree more. We now welcome back Coco Lin to the studio. Coco is a Hong Kong fencer who is heading to the Olympics in just a few months' time. All right, so talk to me about your influences as a child and when you were going through your teenage years. Did you look to your cousin for influence or was it athletes that had gone before you, if you like? I think in my teenage years, I wasn't as focused in sport. I didn't really have a clear goal of what I want to achieve um, sports-wise, but my parents always told me to just study hard and get into university, and that's one of my main goals when I grew up. Yeah, so fencing only got serious when I was in university. I really decided that, oh, it's something I want to continue to pursue even after I graduate. So you went and got the grades? Yep. Uh <laughs> I went into uni, I graduated, and... Mama's happy. <laughs> okay, that's good. This is a topic that gets brought up a lot about the, you know, the toss-up between academics and sport. Yeah. Where do you sit on that for a teenager? I do agree with my parents that for a teenager, you should at least complete um, secondary studies. But further than that, I think it's your only choice because by that time, you're almost an adult. And I feel like you should be old enough to make your own choices and if that's something it's if sports is something that you really want to pursue then go for it but be sure that you're more than 100 percent ready for in my case personally my results in fencing weren't 
that good enough for it to be a concern uh, after I graduated secondary school. So I just went into uni. But uh, there was one of the perks for being an athlete that uh, if you go to uni with um, one sport, if you've competed for Hong Kong, and you get some perks, and you can go into uni a bit easier. They sort of have a scholarship thing for you, so you get to secure your uni spot a bit early on. Okay, yeah. that's, that's a nice perk. Yeah, that is. Get- <laughs> that's what keep my mom uh Allowing you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So when you were in school, so your your focus was on academics as opposed to your your sport. How did you how did you time manage both? I would say I kept quite a good balance between both because I don't hate studying. I didn't like it that much, but I don't hate it. So I try to do my job there, just make sure I don't fail in everything. Uh, but I never aimed for like the top score student or whatever and in my free time I usually train most of the time instead of like my friends usually would go out and like shopping whatever after school but I rarely get to do that in high school yeah so the sacrifice you made was the sacrifice of the social time yeah yeah that that's another subject that's been brought up before is there's a social life and there's your sporting life and then there's the academic life and you can't have all three or you sacrifice your sleep (laughs) Yeah, that's no good, right? Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Would you would you say you're a good sleeper? I'm not at all, actually. I hate sleeping. Really? <laughs> Until recently, I discovered that sleeping is really important for recovery. Because you enjoy staying up late? Or... I do. Yeah, that's what it is. And you... having my own personal time, like with nobody disturbing me. Yeah. And you get that at night? Yeah. So you're a night owl? Exactly. I often ask that in the, the, the quick fire questions, but I didn't today. Night owl, 100%. You would have been the first to say night owl. Really? Yeah. I'm not your typical athlete. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. I'll get it in now. Okay, so lots of our listeners are teenagers who would be going through their studies right now. Yeah. Some may or may not play sport. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for them with regards to trying to pursue academics and the sport? I think that um, in your early days, it's good to try out different sports. And if you feel like you have a true passion for a particular sport, definitely go and try out different competitions, your local competitions, your club competitions and all that, and see which where level you're at and how you compete with other people. And if you see that you have an advantage, then go for it. Yeah, nice. Nice. Very good. Okay, so you're 26. You've been doing this for a while, but you've still got many years ahead. I hope so. Yeah, you do. You do. You know, so you've got the Olympics coming up. What goals and aspirations do you have to end? You know, let's say you've got six to eight more years left. What would you like to achieve in that time? Honestly, every time people ask me this question, I get really tensed up. because I don't know for sure when I'll be stopping fencing or if I'm going to continue till when, but... Uh, for me, I feel like one of my personal goals is to fence a competition that is perfect in my head. Like, But perfect doesn't mean to win or to be the champion. It means like I have no fears. I did everything I wanted to and I could. And I fenced every touch with um, good tactics, good strategy. Yeah, I, wanted, I really wanted to do a f- very good match and then maybe I'll just end my career there. That's an interesting <laughs> yeah. 
goal. What have you come close to that before? I think so, but by the time I got to that match, and uh, I was really satisfied satisfied with that match, and then the next match I was really exhausted and I did pretty bad, so I felt like I should have do I done a better job in the next one. So you peaked too early. I would, I hope that wasn't a peak. <laughs> Not that, no, I didn't mean that. I mean you sort of took your foot off the gas after you did that one yeah, match. Yeah, because it was the first time that I reached top sixteen in a world competition. And then I guess I was too happy, too early, because I still have some more matches to go before I can reach the top. But I got too happy way early, and then, yeah. <laughs> well, we do have, as I said earlier, we do have many listeners that are teenagers, and they are perhaps wanting to pursue professional sport.、Mm-hmm. Apart from you know managing the studies and the academics, what other advice do you have for somebody trying to become? A professional athlete, or succeed further in their sport. I think to think through your decision is a big thing. Because for me,、uh, when I decided to become a pro, I didn't realize that it would there would be so much behind the scenes. You just thought that oh, so I train every day and that's it. But no, it's actually more of a lifestyle change instead of only training for five hours every day. You have to incorporate your sleep, your nutrition, your rest, and everything into your days. So that's a big commitment, and you have to sacrifice some of your social life as well. So definitely think through and be ready for it. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Very good.、Yeah. Well, Coco, thank you for joining us today.、Thank、it was you, a、ben. pleasure hearing your story. Crazy how you got into the sport. Uh, considering you hated it for six months, yeah, and in three months' time you're going to the Olympics. Yeah, congratulations! Thank you so we, much. All of us wish you the best,、mm-hmm. and we're excited to see how you do and、um, go fly that Hong Kong flag. I'll try my best. Yeah, best wishes, Coco. Thank you. Awesome. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. Billy Joe Saunders has told those who criticise him that he will carry on going the wrong way. The Briton faces Mexico's Canelo, who's widely regarded as the world's current number one pound-for-pound fighter, in Texas this weekend. That is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend, all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week.